0: Thank you so much for joining us for our second podcast in the series so um, my name is Fiona I am the Vice President of Sales and Business Development here at ETC Venues in New York and um, I have a very special guest with me this afternoon and um, she needs no introduction and she definitely needs no introduction since she was on our last podcast which I hope you heard. Um, I am joined this afternoon with Jacqueline Bernstein. Um, Jacqueline is the president and owner of Empire Force Events, if you didn't know, um, a true event production, destination management and hospitality professional. She is a true leader, insider and champion of all sectors and New York City. For me, Jacqueline is very much miss New York when you think of events and um, in the industry so welcome Jacqueline and thank you so much for joining me. I'm honored to be here not only as your first podcast guest
1: but also as your moderator on your first podcast ever. Yes, it was fantastic. Of serves, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um,
0: first and foremost I just want to check is it Jack, Jacqueline, Jackie, how do, you, how do you like to go by? It's all
1: of those. A check will clear no matter what. <laughs> So my mom didn't name me Jacqueline. I grew up as Jackie, but everyone seems to call me Jack and they don't expect to find a young girl just as me. They expect some old man <laughs> with the name Jack, but whatever is easy to roll off your beautiful <laughs> British tongue. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fantastic. So the podcast theme, we're talk- what we're going to talk about this afternoon is um, about New York City coming back to excellence and not just normal. So, you know, normal, normal to me is like, it's okay. It's it's just it's, it's normal, but we want to be like, you know, New York is New York. It's excellent. It's, it's the most amazing city in the world. Yes. So, um, I just want to know for you, what does excellence mean within like the industry and especially like, you know, maybe first of all, think about for yourself, but also when you're working for clients. So I guess it's quite different, you know, from both sides.
1: Well, I love that you're talking about excellence and not using the word normal because everyone during this time is talking about going back to normal and i love a historical approach i i built my whole career on that i love looking back at what we did however i don't want to talk about going back to normal because there is no normal we are going anew we are moving forward yeah. we have to look at things differently we have to approach the way we do work differently they might resemble the way we used to do events and anything else and now even our personal lives pre-pandemic however there is no normal. There probably wasn't a normal back then, prior to the pandemic. True. So I really want to get rid of that word. I hated the word pivot. I didn't pivot. I stuck it through for this profession. Yeah. Uh, that's why I became very involved with the Live Events Coalition to make sure that we all survived to the other side. I didn't uh, go get a job anywhere else, which maybe I should have, who knows. Uh, but there's no normal now. And, and being excellent in however we do it, and however we interpret it, is what is going to be as we move forward. And it's interesting when you mention about me as the client, because we are a corporate event production and destination magic company. We are, I'm proud to state, New York City's longest independently owned, locally owned destination magic. company. Congratulations. Well, thank you. And so uh, we've been here, we're a mainstay. For those of you that are listening, if you haven't heard, I am a typical New Yorker. This is a Brooklyn accent <laughs> that you're hearing. So. Uh, New York's been here and there's never a normal in New York ever Mm -hmm. Uh, but when you talk about me being the client I'm the client to a venue like ETC venues or all the vendors that we utilize and then we are the planner and producer many times we're the planners planner for the clients that are coming to us whether they're New York City based or coming from any other country or, or all over the world here to New York and we demand We're very demanding. We're New Yorkers. We're New York tough. Absolutely. So we haven't lost that. And uh, that that is always going to be, quote unquote, our normal that we want to make sure that we're well serviced. And it's funny when you asked what does excellent mean to us, and, and I'll be honest to our viewers, our listeners out there, you talked about what a venue might do, what a food might do, what service and delivery might do. But it was your last bullet when you wrote people that when we have to plan events, we can pick a venue or b c d all the way to z venue it's not about many times what the venue offers i mean granted there might be specific space and logistics uh, reasons for picking certain venues or certain vendors mm-hmm. but for us as a company that is a a mainstay and then survive thank god through so much here in new york it's about the people that we work with so it comes down to service and although it might be a product i, I just recently had to rent a restroom trailer for a client It had nothing to necessarily do with how pretty and of course you want to be clean. The restroom trailer is, it had to do with the people that I had to deal with to rent that for them, Mm -hmm. the friends and family in the industry. And what we have learned during this pandemic is coming together as an industry and supporting each other. I reached out to all my other fellow, some might say they're friendly competitors they're in my comp set, uh, destination magic companies and event producers. I have been emailing clients as we're reopening, with other event producers in the CC, I didn't say, oh, you gotta have my company uh, domain name. I was okay saying, this is my team. This is who I'm bringing together. Yeah. And so the excellence is not about the specific venue, although we're in the ETC venues talking to you right now and they are stunningly gorgeous. Why? Because they opened two weeks before the pandemic. So they're <laughs> here waiting for you to come back to, but it's about people like you, Fiona and Garrett that that make the experience happen. Mm -hmm. It's not about the logistics. We've always said with our company, we could teach anyone to do events and planning, but you have to really care about what you do. And that's what's important to us. So going back when we started this original conversation, if I have to pick a restaurant or B restaurant, a client wants a steakhouse Midtown, they're probably all both the same, probably all look the same, they probably have, well, the best steak is in Brooklyn and Peter Lugers, but I digress. (laughs) But, and you're from, you're living in Brooklyn I know, now where I I'm have, from, so and you have, get it. I have
0: been there, I can't so wait for that. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that's
1: what it is. But it's dealing with the people to get the logistics yeah. done. Um, we just talked about this. I did an event yesterday that as we were loading in, we changed the venue. I would never have been able to change the venues and the setup with the people. It had nothing to do with how great the decorative design was nothing to do with the infrastructure of what we were loading in yeah, with the furniture and had imagined. to do with the people mm-hmm. and that is why you come to New York to do events if there is no other city in the world that gets away with being true grit New York tough people yeah. than someone that sounds like me you
0: know I am um, I can 100% agree with you on that so having come from London obviously um, worked for etc. venues um, for eight years now and moved to New York in May 2019 that was the one thing I definitely noticed the difference between London and New York was it's it's very much about the networking and the meeting the people and the friendships that you make. Like you become friends with clients mm-hmm. um, and it's people buy into people and yep. I've got you know We've we've spent the day together now. We'll go for a drink later. Um, and I've got like many friends I've met. Drinks, since, by the way. Drink, drinks. Yeah, yeah, multiple drinks. <laughs> um, I have met many people since I've been here who were initially clients, and now I go for dinner with them, and it's it, it's become friendship. And I think New York is definitely about that kind of, yeah, it's the people. It
1: definitely it's the people, and what the additive to that it's the people in new york but it's also our industry that we're in yeah we are in this hospitality industry if we're going to plan logistics together mm-hmm. then we might as well i always the phrase breaking bread i don't eat bread so it's clinking glasses together yeah. you have to work hard to play hard it sounds like an adage an old adage um but that's really what what proves excellence to mm-hmm. me i i don't feel that myself and my team and our company can survive in a city like new York if it wasn't depending on the excellence of the people that get to do what we do together in this crazy profession that we're in. Yes,
0: I know. People always question why I'm in hospitality, but I feel like it's something that you 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 get into and then you're in it. It's in your blood, it's in your DNA. It is. You're in it for, for it, it, life. That so. is true, that is yeah. true. Um, so do you think that your expectation of excellence changes, let's say, for like when you, like I said, if you're doing it for a client versus yourself?
1: Well, when you say myself, I I only do events for my clients. Let's say you with my clients. Let's say you as a
0: person. Then Ah. let's say like when you go to like to when you go to an event as a delegate. Okay. Your expectations as a a guest. Well, and that's an
1: interesting interesting question because I'm sure those of you that are listening will recognize that when you go to an event like a family wedding, what do you do? I pick up the linen under the table (laughs) and I'm touching everything. Um, I know that I've never served a table in my life. I've never which I actually think we all should when we're in high school. We should learn how to serve uh, food and beverage to people. And I've never done that, but I am the consummate guest to understand what good service is. Now, I don't care how good your food is. I don't care how pretty the decorative design is, unless you're getting good service. And that, again, where's the planning side? When that server comes to the table to serve you, or greets you at the front door, all the planning that you've done for weeks or months goes away if they have not relayed the, um, the experience that you've planned for. We could sit and plan in the office, but we don't have a dress rehearsal for the whole event. Yeah. We might have a rehearsal for what's happening on the main stage. You might have a talk with the back of house, how you going to act front of house. We don't have a rehearsal to do a four hour, five hour event and then come back and do, it, do again. it again. So you have to make sure that they are exuding what the experience you want to be. And I always give this example, Uh, Can I say that we're having some glasses of wine while we're doing this? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, okay. (laughs) So we might sit with the client and talk about a menu and what we're going to do. And then we're going to pair the wine and we talk to the sommelier and then the executive, and she's probably a female, the executive. So we ask her husband what wine he wants to accompany it. So I turn that around there (laughs) and we pick the wine. We have a little discussion. But then the server comes to the table and says to the guests, red or white? Why? You've now talked about the wine. And tonight we have the wine. This was chosen by the CEO's husband because they went on a trip there and they loved this wine and they wanted you to experience it. Same wine, it could have been the same shitty, oh, okay, less expensive wine. But when you give the story around it and make it an experience, and when the server comes and presents it that way, what a great way to give service! Yeah. That's gonna change it. That it could have been the chicken dish that might have been the least expensive on the menu. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That the venue might not have been the one that you wanted to pick, or maybe you were at ETC venues because you want to be here. But that you're able to give them a service and experience that they could not attain on their own, and it comes by all the, the team. I don't want to say staff or crew yeah. and how they present it. So saying, Would you like the white wine? as opposed to creating a story definitely gives different service. I love telling that story because when I go out to dine, when you ask me about, yeah, being a guest yeah. and no one's going out to dine because look this has been a crazy year during this pandemic but if you come to new york you should be dying all the outdoor venues i want to be so taken care of by that all the staff all the team all the crew whoever it is that's what makes the experience
0: yeah i agree Definitely.
1: so i hope that resonated with all of you out there or just come have a glass of wine with me <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so obviously you know born and raised new york brooklyn um you know, you goes without saying that you're going to say New York City is, is the best city in the world to run events. But why do you think, what makes New York so special? Like, I know, I'm sorry, I'm going to answer my own question there for, for my experience. Sure. I, um, I've had a lot of friends visit me and you know, they before they come, they're like, what, what is it with New York? Like, why is it different from London? And it's, it's similar in the sense that it's a big city. Um, it's very different culturally. Um, but there's just, there's an energy here mm-hmm. and until you get here, You cannot explain it. And even when you experience it, you cannot explain it. But as a New Yorker, like I'm a, you know, I'm a foreigner, but as a New Yorker, like how, you know, why, tell me, what is this energy? I think
1: New York is true to life. Um, And if you came to my home, you'll see that my bathroom is decorated with palm trees because whenever I go to those destinations that have palm trees, I feel that I've been transported to another time and era. Mm -hmm. So... That to me is very fanciful. I actually wonder how people do business in uh, Southern Florida or in California or or anywhere with palm trees, because to me, it doesn't seem real with all due respect. Understand I'm a New York City girl. I grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in a walk up and lived in a one bedroom with my mom growing up. I ride the subways. I I walk everywhere. And I think that is a true to life experience. Mm -hmm. And that when you're doing an event in New York, and you might come from your schmanciest hotel or just a regular hotel because you invested more to go to your off-site venues or go to see a Broadway show or the entertainment decor that, let's say a company like mine would do, that you drive by people that are just living their lives here. That you might be in a fancy hotel and when you walk outside, there's someone walking by that could never even imagine dining or sleeping in that hotel, but you're that close to them. that. Excuse me, nothing is far removed here. Yeah. That we live in this very small island. We're just under 14 miles long, and we're two and a half miles wide. Um, I'll tell you a secret, what the widest point is. Actually, I'm not going to tell you. you. Come let me know, and I'll buy you a drink <laughs> and figure that out. And that's just the island of Manhattan. Then we have the outer boroughs. And obviously, New York State. We're just so we're just so real here. During the pandemic, you've heard about New York tough. And we were the hardest hit um, city. And how, I don't even want to say we bounced back. We just... We, we got through, yes. we're still here. Yeah. And New York has some of the most world-class hotels and restaurants and museums and attractions. I mean, the tallest uh, observatory in the Western Hemisphere is here indoors and outdoors. Um, we had a client once that said, but well, we did a boat cruise in Chicago on the water. Why would we do that in New York? Because it's New York, it's the skyline. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I may call you out, Fiona, you have a tattoo <laughs> of a New York skyline on you because you love it so much. So. I actually think that when you come to New York and uh, our nationality is everyone's nationality. Every language in the world is spoken in New York City. Mm -hmm. Every cuisine in the world, every religion. There are more places to worship in Brooklyn where I grew up than any other place in the world. That is what makes this experience great for you. And that if you're, you know, looking to give them a world-class and patriotic supporting of coming to New York, especially after the pandemic, that's why you should come here, that you're gonna get everything that you want to. And even if you don't wanna come here, you gotta come here, because at one point your company has to do business in New York. Mm -hmm. And then now, I mean, I gotta give credit to ETC venues because you opened two weeks prior to the pandemic, You have two beautiful venues here. You are showing off that what you can do right in here in time. We're sitting here looking out and you see all these big buildings here and you're like this little reprieve right here in the middle of the city. And then you can walk to many different attractions and restaurants to go Mm -hmm. to. So I think that's uh, another concept that you can walk everywhere and experience different people. And listen to this accent. You can't get this anywhere else. Forget Fiona's for a minute. There's just an energy here that you saw in the media during the pandemic. And it's, uh, it's going to be better than ever as we start to uh, reawaken, reopen, welcome you back.
0: Definitely, I agree. And I think now that it's currently, I think, over 90 degrees Fahrenheit, and for the, the Brits listening, that's 30-plus Celsius it's been for the last three or four days. It's sweltering heat here, and I think... <laughs> You can definitely feel that buzz of summer brings back a lot of energy and people coming back into the office and, you know, events taking place, um, which is fantastic. So, um, yeah. Um, one last random question. Okay. I'm completely kind of off, off the topic of excellence. Um, you, you've been in the industry... For a long time you've done multiple events you know I'm sure you've seen a lot of things what's like the most kind of memorable crazy incredible thing <laughs> event that you've run or attended even well like, I love getting that
1: question because I do get it a lot I love how you say it's random but I get it a it's lot it's
0: random because it's not a topic that, that, that's true
1: <laughs> and so the company that I own I worked at when I graduated college and then mm-hmm. I bought it um a couple of years later after that and, and I love telling this story because I grew up on welfare and food stamps in Brooklyn. Um, I grew up in, a, as I mentioned, a one-bedroom apartment, and I worked very hard. I'm one of those New York dreams, and yeah. I love, I've been talking to a lot of uh, government officials during the pandemic because I'm the founder and uh, executive vice president of the Live Events Coalition of New York, that we did a lot of advocacy, we worked with the governor's office to work on the guidelines and making sure that we all survive to the other side. And that was a big focus of mine. And I explained that a lot because I want the government officials to know I am a success story of New York and that I had a furlough employees that had been with me for 21 and 18 and 16 years. And that wasn't easy, but I didn't come this far to just come this far. Yeah. So I want to still remain here. So when you look back at a career and, oh God, is this going to be it? Are we ever going to do events again? Are they going to look the same? And again, it's not the normal way, but it's going to be the new way. But what a memorable. And. I think many of your listeners might last, it's not the events that had all the crazy, incredible decor. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not the event where I had to hire a forklift to put the forklift in in Central Park to do the Guinness Book of World Record largest Tai Chi event in Central Park. Mm -hmm. I had to throw (laughs) that in there. Um, It's not the events where we had some name talent perform, which I've been very fortunate to work with name talent. It's actually the events that I did not get paid any money on. And they're memorable because of the impact and what they meant. So uh, the most recent one, which is the top one, is the event we did for the Live Events Coalition July 31st of last year during the pandemic. In Times Square, we did a rally, which was called the Empty Event, to show the world and the media what it's like for those of us in the events industry and what what's what it's like for those of us in the events industry that are not working because of everyone's el- everyone else's health and welfare, but what about our health? And how could we be protected financially by the government because we shut down. We understand why gatherings could not happen. Mm-hmm. So we worked with the Times Square Alliance with NYC and company, which Fred was uh, the speaker on the last podcast and Kelly Kellyanne Curtin on his team. And um, they gave us Times Square. You don't get Times Square um, to do an event. Yeah, and incredible. we set up an event for 500 people in the middle of Times Square. And we had... Uh, rally signs and it was peaceful and we had the media and I didn't stop there I asked and got Times Square and then I asked and I got Godzilla which is the largest billboard in Times Square and we had an hour free of programming promoting how we're going to save the live events industry and that means more to me because that was an event that was going to hopefully bring back all the other events that me and all my brethren, all my brothers and sisters in the industry that we did prior to the pandemic and hopefully going forward Mm -hmm. and that meant so much to us to be able to get all that complimentary, uh, to be able to show the world that we're still here and we need to be taken care of again. um, I wasn't shy to cry to survive to the other side. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that, the next most memorable events have to be that I've worked on, which will be now the 20th year this year on September 11th, working with the September 11th, well at the time it was the mayor's office, and then it became the museum and memorial. Uh, for their memorial events on September 11th. We've been there since 2002 on the first one. We'll Mm -hmm. be there this year as well. Um, We've worked in many different capacities. And when I say worked, not paid. Uh, And I brought in a huge detail from our company and all the logistics and working with the readers, if you watch the memorial, work with all the celebrities and all those that um, had lost people, uh, unfortunately. And we all lost that day, but those that lost family members obviously lost the worst. And obviously I lost a lot of business, but I wanted to make sure that our city was taken care of. Yeah. And so those were not pretty events. They were not like, oh, look at all this great decor and entertainment. Mm-hmm. And they were definitely not money makers, but they're they're my heart because they're in my city and in my profession. Yes. So So there you go. Yeah, That's what wow. it means a lot to me. I love
0: it. I mean <laughs> that you asked me earlier, um, for the listeners, so Jacqueline asked me why I'd asked her to to be to be a speaker on one of our podcasts. Um, I I'm fairly new to New York. I'd seen I'd seen Jacqueline at like trade shows, um, IMAX, um, and she actually she did come here to talk at a Nectar event. And I'd heard as well about the the things you've done for 9-11. I think something like that really kind of like I think it's so inspiring that you. You know, you give back to the community and it's, it's, it's selfless because you're doing it because you're trying to get the city back yeah. um, with the industry as well. But I just think it's fantastic. And yeah, that's, that was another reason why I um, I had reached out to you as well. Well, so, I'm honored.
1: It's not yeah. because I talk so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. A ball of well, energy. <laughs> I'm honored. And I,
1: and I want to give you some credit because you mentioned the Nectar event when mm-hmm. we, we met before, but we were at that event. And that was here in October yes. here at ETC Venues. And the credit is about that it was the first hybrid event during the pandemic in Mm -hmm. October. And it was exciting that I got asked to be a speaker at your venue. And then I had asked Fred to kick it off and say hello to everyone. Fred, uh, president CEO of NYC and company, our official destination marketing organization. And, uh, so kudos to ETZ venues for hosting that again, you had just opened and then yeah. you opened to close. close. You really yeah. didn't get to do anything, <laughs> but look how you got to say that you did the first hybrid event in New York city in our industry. Mm-hmm. So you gave back to the industry as well. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I grew up in this industry. This is my only job this is all I've ever known. And I, that's why I couldn't, as they say, pivot and go work somewhere else. But I did maneuver and was flexible and mm-hmm. figured out ways to make sure that our industry survived to the other side that, that's been a big phrase of mine and that we didn't come this far to just come this far but again i'm not shy to cry those of us that and I, I mentioned this to the listeners that you see events are happening now that doesn't mean that just because we're open doing some events now that we're making up for the months that we were closed. Yeah. that this is a tough haul for those of us that are business owners or even major brands and and the bandwidth is really strange right now and executing what we're doing. So we have to still come together and make sure that we realize that as much as we wanna gather, we have to, don't forget from where you've come from. I've never forgot that the way I grew up. Yeah. And that's why I was able, I think, growing up on welfare and food stamps to get through the pandemic and still getting through it. Cause it's not over guys. And, um, and how we can't forget what we went through and you clients out there, don't keep bidding with all your vendors. You like ETC venues? just give them the event. You like your planning company, whether it's mine or someone else, just say, hey, you did right by us in the past, we're gonna go with you. Don't waste time bidding. There was a lot of time that we had to sit home and reflect about wasting of time. Focus on the production of the event and putting money in people's pockets, because if you're gonna plan an event, you have money, right?
0: That you wanna support. That's what's really important right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure um, spending some time with you today. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And to the listeners, we have more podcasts coming up in the series, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Let, let's do cheers. Let's click our glass. Listen up.